0: Hi, this is Kara Kading. And as part of the Milliger family, I'd love to introduce you to our new podcast. Everything we do here at Milliger's is done to enhance the lifestyle of our customers. Our products and services add beauty and enjoyment and just make life a little more rewarding. We are first and foremost growers. And one of the things we do best is to open a world of beauty to people through plants. And plants enrich our lives in so many ways from cleaning our air to making everyone feel better and everything else that we do or sell gradually evolved from our wanting people to feel better and enjoy life. All right, here we are. It is the beginning of March and of course our greenhouses, we are well underway with getting everything ready for spring. Today I'm here with my uncle Kevin Milliger talking about a really fun category. If you are just as anxious as we are to get our hands dirty, get things happening out in the garden, we have a wonderful program. It's called Greens to Grow and all of these plants will be available starting April 1st. Oh so, Kevin, you've done a great job of, I mean this has really expanded. I remember I don't know when it first began, several, several years ago. But there was maybe six or eight, maybe a dozen offerings. And now, I mean, I don't know how many are on here, but it's really vast.
1: Yes, uh, it has expanded. It's been, I think, more than 10 years, actually. But oh, wow. But I think this year we have over 45 kinds. And so we're, we've been expanding it, and it's been a lot of fun, and there are so many things that can be planted. It's a shame not to take advantage of the big variety that there is available.
0: Yes, and it's so much fun then to mix them up and try different varieties, maybe something that you never have before.
1: Yeah, they're all very easy, and everything that is on our list is very cold-tolerant. So it can easily be planted a month from now when they're ready around April 1st. Then you can just take it from there. And some of them you can harvest probably within two or three weeks after planting some of the lettuces in particular.
0: These are okay when you talk about, I mean, the ground can be so cold, but they're okay going in the ground?
1: They are. What I like to do personally, and this is what I would recommend our customers do, is that sometime in the month of March now, the frost will be out of the ground and then... When you get a period of, say, four or five dry days, then you can till the soil. I like to till the soil well ahead of time so that it's ready when I'm ready to plant. Because otherwise you get out there and all of a sudden, you know, you're ready to plant, but it's it's a rainy spell or or it's a cool spell. There's some reason not to do it. So
0: tilling the soil, what does that exactly mean? What do you have to do?
1: You can do it by hand, or if it's a bigger garden, you might want to use a rotor tiller. We have that service here; we provide it for customers. So you would just rotor till, and it takes very, very quick. It's a very short process. So you do that, and then you would till in some manure and compost. You can't have too much of either one of those, really, because they are a good soil amendment, and a lot of our customers have clay in the soil, so that. Helps lighten
0: it up. Lighten it up. Yeah, so that's you, so important. Uh, so you
1: till those things in, and then you rake it out nice and even, and then you're ready for planting day whenever it might happen to be.
0: Perfect. Yeah, we never know <laughs> what the weather will be here in Wisconsin, but I'm pretty anxious. And then we do also offer like the edibles, we call them, where we have already put together like a combination of mixed lettuces or some Swiss chard in there, kale, and those bowls you can just set out on your back patio and be able to harvest them pretty much right away.
1: That's right. right. We will choose varieties off our list that are good in containers and then we plant them up and then you can take them in or out if you want to. You should be able to leave it out, but some people may want to bring it in if it's really cold or if it's really cold and windy, that's a bad combination. Then then you can help the plants along a little bit if you protect them, but you, you really shouldn't need to though.
0: Okay, so, do you want to walk us through maybe some of your favorites as we go through here?
1: Sure. Let me just list list everything to, just to get it out on the table here. Okay. So we're growing one of each of these unless I say otherwise. So there's arugula, two kinds of broccoli, three cabbage, cauliflower, celery, chard, collards, endive, three kinds of kale, three kohlrabi, 20 kinds of lettuce, five kinds of mustard, and three kinds of spinach.
0: Wow. How many kinds of lettuce?
1: 20. Wow. Most of those are leaf lettuce, which are the most nutritious. And of the leaf lettuce, most of them are some shade of red or bronze. And then there are some green ones as well. But the red ones are the most nutritious.
0: Okay, that's good to know. So
1: some people say, well, how do you harvest this? Do I have to wait until it gets big or, you know, like a head or a big stalky plant? And the answer is you can do it either way. You can just harvest the outer leaves if you want to as they get to be big enough to harvest. Or you can wait till the whole plant gets big and cut it off all at once. We So that's up to the grower.
0: I like to do a little bit, you know, at a time, and especially with my lettuces, incorporate a variety of the green ones and the red ones, speckled ones, so that the salad itself looks beautiful.
1: Exactly. I mean, it's important to have a meal that looks good as well as tastes good. So, I mean, there are a lot of things that are nutritious that are kind of ugly, and you know, it's hard to get people or especially kids to eat them, but a beautiful lettuce is a wonderful thing, and there are so many options. Since they all grow at different rates, you want to plant as many varieties as you can so they come in little three packs and you can get you know say four or five three packs of four or five different varieties and then you'll always have something available
0: that's so fun. And then, is there anything that conflicts with each other in the garden that you can't grow next to each other? Or I'm sure, obviously, arugula and kale and all those things are fine together.
1: Yeah, there are no two plants here that cannot be grown together, together or yeah. planted together in the garden. Right, right, they're all compatible.
0: Okay, great.
1: So, you don't have to, that's in, that's other kinds of plants, mainly squashes and things, and that's much later planting. One of my favorite things to grow is the mustard. And I'll have to say, this, this is a relatively new area for me personally. It's probably within the last seven or eight years the first time I grew it. But uh, to me, that's what really makes a salad. I mean, you think mustard, well, is, mustard l-
0: is it kind of hot? Is it kind of zingy? Um,
1: it, it is zingy, but each kind, we have five kinds, and each one is a little different. Some are much more pungent than others, but it's not like eating a hot pepper. If you eat a hot pepper, the heat stays with you for maybe quite a <laughs> while sometimes. The heat, and I don't even like to call it heat, it's more of a zest that the mustard has dissipates, within a minute and uh, even at its zingiest or zestiest it isn't what i would call hot it isn't does not burn your your tongue
0: well and it brings some good energy to the salad and if you're a little bit afraid of it there's this mizuna mustard which is called Ms. america and it says that one is a little bit milder than other mustards
1: yeah you don't have to use a whole bunch of it in the salad you just kind of mix it in. Like maybe take one leaf and chop it up finely and then mix that in a salad so that you've got a bunch of little pieces. You don't have to use a whole bunch of leaves in any one salad. So it's just a, it's one of the many components that make up a good salad.
0: And the spinach is too. I absolutely love those in a salad or especially, you know, I make a smoothie just about every morning and it's amazing. You can throw a huge heap of spinach in there and you don't taste it at all, but you're getting such incredible nutrition.
1: Yeah, the spinach is another popular one. And that's a very good thing that grows quickly and loves the cold weather. So there's no reason not to grow it. Now, some of the varieties are very wrinkled. It's called savoy. is the technical word for it. And those varieties are, to me, a little less desirable. Although some people love that and and they don't taste bad. But the issue is that if you have like a sandy soil or or any regular dirt, we'll get in those grooves and it's hard to wash out when you're preparing the greens to eat. So that's the only thing you have to watch out for with the wrinkled ones or the savoyed ones.
0: Do you have any favorite lettuces that you think are exceptionally beautiful? Because, you know, we always offer our spring garden bowl workshop. And not only do people like to put, you know, pansies in there, or obviously you can even do petunias and calibrachoa. Our million bells, even the little tata tates, little mini daffodils in there are great for spring. But then I always like to tuck in a little bit of lettuce in those spring containers, just because you get the texture, you get the color, the great foliage, and then you can also eat it.
1: Yeah, if you're planting a mixed bowl or mixed vegetables or something, then you want to use. To me, the best thing is to use a romaine lettuce because it's upright. Okay, and it stays more compact. Then you can get more things in the bowl. Then you can still harvest the outer leaves one at a time if you. Prefer that method. To me, that would be the best thing. Okay. Uh, but there are like any red lettuce, and there's probably at least a dozen of them that have some red on them. So there's there's many good varieties. Cherokee is one and new red fire and let's see Cimarron is another one. I also like there's one called um Jebosec, which is a deer tongue variety, then I'm not sure where that name originates, other than that <laughs> the, the leaves are long and narrow. Okay. And it's also fairly upright. So that's like I say, an easier variety to control. And then there's one called Australian yellow leaf, which is, as you can tell by the name, it's more of a citron-colored leaf. And that is a nice one to mix in with the other colors to colorize your salad.
0: Yeah, it's so fun to be able to have these options and really unique varieties. What do you recommend? So as we're talking about your vegetable garden, we can start these in the beginning of April. And I notice a lot of these have been selected also for the fact that they're slow to bolt. And can you kind of explain what that means?
1: Well, bolting really means flowering. And when a green, like a lettuce or a spinach in particular, when they start to bloom, the flavor of the plant changes, of the leaf. So that's not in a good way. <laughs> yeah, so- it's
0: going can be kind of... Uh- Bitter. It's
1: more bitter. So slow to bolt means it's going to be, you know, later blooming. So sometimes it's just a matter of a few days earlier. So these seed companies sometimes kind of inflate that characteristic as if it's, you know, a, a huge benefit. But in reality, it's a short term. Sometimes just a few days or a week or two at the most later than others. So that's something you definitely want to keep in mind. Now every lettuce and spinach will bloom eventually and and the taste will not be any good. Then you can just take it out of the garden at that point. But if you want some greens later in the season, then a good one to choose is the Swiss chard. Oh, I love Swiss chard. That tastes good all summer long. It doesn't bolt and the flavor stays pretty much the same. So So a Swiss
0: chard is something that we could plant April 1st and then just continue to harvest throughout the summer or do you replenish and put in a new plant or?
1: Either way, you can plant and harvest off the same plant for a long time as long as you just cut off, you know, the outer leaves. Mm -hmm. But the plants do get worn out in somewhat one later on, so you could plant a fresh batch either from seed or from seedlings. So that's another you
0: know. one I love to use in our frost-free bowls with mixed annuals because the stems are such gorgeous color.
1: Yeah, there's some, the beautiful pink ones and red ones, the yellow ones, and white ones. They're all nice.
0: When people are planting these April first, which is so close, I can't wait. What is the expectancy of how long we have to be harvesting? and then moving on to something new.
1: Well, for the lettuces, in particular, the biggest group, you can probably harvest those into mid-June. That's a pretty big window of, that's a yes, lot of lettuce. Yeah, long time. Usually, in my garden, I always end up with way too much. So I end up giving it away or taking it to people's houses, and, and they, they appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Know, so. But when April 1st does come, let's just say that you're ready to plant, and you, you get your plants, and you're all set to go. And then, you know, we're in the middle of a cold spell. Then you just have to wait until that passes. And if it's cold windy in particular, it's not, not a, good a
0: good day. Um, yeah, just
1: the plants it. will survive, but they're not going to be very happy. They're going to pout for a while. Right. So, so the best thing to do is just wait till that cold spell passes and then plant. So it might be April 3rd or 4th or something like that. Then you can put them in. So the April 1st date is just a guideline. You could even possibly do it the last week of March. So usually our plants are available a few days early, actually. Right,
0: because we've been growing them right here.
1: Yes, yeah, we grow them all here, right.
0: Are there some varieties, I know we're also very famous, and you really spearhead the vintage veggies that will be coming up in May. Do some of these varieties continue on, or how do you decide what goes forward? Like some of these varieties, do they continue to be available in our production?
1: Some of these are available right through spring, in particular the cabbages, the broccoli, the Brussels sprouts, celery, things like that, and chard, and we have a slightly different mix of lettuce later on because there are some varieties that are more heat tolerant, so that we focus on that a little later on.
0: Right, because these bolting issues really don't happen until we get those warm, is it really warm nights that have a big impact on them, or is it?
1: Just any kind of warm weather, and in fact, that's why, you know, I said earlier about if you're growing them in a bowl to take them in if it's cold, to me, you're better off leaving it outdoors because if you bring it in too many times, going to push it more toward blooming and then it's not any good anymore. So you're better off leaving it outside and just moving it out of the wind.
0: True. Is there any recommendation you have for, you know, planting these in early April? Do we have any critters that are just as excited about this salad array that we are? I mean, is there any great way to prevent deer or rabbits or is there any great tips that you have?
1: Well, there definitely are some animals that, that will eat it. You know, woodchucks, deer and rabbits are the big three probably. I've even heard of birds you know. Going after it. Going after it, yeah. So I guess what I would do is I would probably use the hot pepper mix. That's made with natural peppers, just hot peppers, and you just spray it on. The animals don't like that in general. Right. And it's organic, so it doesn't harm people to be eating it, and it washes off after a while. Something like the rabbits who reproduce constantly, you'll have to keep applying it because you got a new batch of rabbits that need to be uh, uh, educated. <laughs> need to be trained, right. But, but something like a deer will you know, they only have the one young per year. So once they realize it's not good to eat, they don't generally come back.
0: Okay, good to know. Yes, we want to make sure that we are the ones that get to eat the salad, not all the rabbits.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Do you have any tips for especially things like the broccoli, the cauliflower, growing them? Is there any special way to have great success with these?
1: They're pretty easy. You can get some insects that will eat on those plants in particular. There are slug-like creatures that can attack the garden, and there are various ways to take care of them. You know, there's the old folklore method of beer. You put that in a lid from a jar, fill it up with beer, and the slugs are attracted to that, and they drown in there. So it's kind of an ugly thing, but that's one way to get rid of them without spraying anything. Right. But you can also use the pellets. That will also, you sprinkle it around the base of the plants, and that will also take care of them. So those are some things you want to watch out for. Just look for holes in the leaves, and when you see that start to happen, you know that you've got something to deal with.
0: Do you have to do something special like tying up the leaves or something like that or protecting the crowns? Or
1: In particular, that's cauliflower. Okay. And that's to uh, protect it and to make sure it's nice and white. Keep it nice and white. And so you use a rubber band or a piece of cloth to tie up the leaves and protect the crown when it develops. That would be much later on.
0: Yeah, right, when you start to see it.
1: And there are YouTube tutorials on that. You can just see that. The broccoli, that can be harvested relatively early, and you don't have to wait till it gets big if you don't want to. You can use it small. But if you do let it get big, then you can take out the centerpiece and eat that broccoli that you might find in the grocery store, and then the side shoots will develop after that. Those okay. are mini-broccolis. Mini so it's and not that,
0: like a one-and-done.
1: Correct. There's a longer season of harvest, yeah. Okay,
0: great. And the
1: Brussels sprouts is a very, very long-season crop, so that won't be able to be harvested until autumn. So you plant that, that is a
0: long time. Yeah, that, it's very... Um, <laughs> I mean, they're beautiful in the garden.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful looking plant, and it's just fun to watch it grow. But it it would be best harvested after it freezes in the fall, when the flavor is best.
0: Yeah, that's when we tend to start to see them, you know, at the farmer's market and things like that. So, well, I can't stress enough, you know, some of the things that we talked about here, how important it is to visit your gardens. So you don't want to just plant these and then just assume everything's okay. Like Kevin talked about of pest control and making sure that you're harvesting. Obviously, when you harvest those outer leaves, that just encourages the growth of more leaves from that.
1: Yes, yes. And along with these things that we've talked about, the greens, you can also plant a few other things from seed or young plants. And that would be, well, radishes are, are only done from seeds, so that, but that can be planted at the same time. You can also do onions, either onion sets, which are little, little onions uh, that are you know, about the size of a marble, or you can buy onion plants or onion seed. And they can all be done at the same time as this, as well as uh, beets is another one that can be mm. done. So those are all early it's making plants. me
0: so hungry. Like I'm definitely going to be making a big salad for lunch today with all of this goodness, especially when you mentioned Swiss chard. That's one of my absolute favorites.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's Well, like I say, if you plant a variety, you can't go wrong.
0: All right, guys. Well, be sure to check it out. Please know that all of our greenhouses are open to the public, so you can walk through any of the greenhouses at any time. I find that that brings such good therapy and hope for the season, but you can check on these greens and start making some notes, looking and picking out some of your favorites and they will be all ready to go, guaranteed by April 1st. Thank you, Kevin. My pleasure. We hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on all the latest information and happenings here at Milligers. You can find out more details about our events on our website at milligers.com. We would love to hear from you. Send us your suggested topics and questions to me at gardengirlatmilligars.com. Thanks again for listening and just keep growing.